Hello, all you barbarians and ghouls. This is the Halloween special. Ooh. And we're going to go over some Texas legends because we are Texas boys. Yeah. And hopefully it'll chill and thrill. And here we go. Let's get into it. Hey guys, I'm Dustin. And I am Gavin. And we are Barbarically Candid. We thought we'd do something a little different for Halloween. You know, we normally cur, uh, excuse me, Curse. cover, <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of that, but we cover current events and we want to do something different. We wanted to find a different niche to go with. And I was like, let's look at some either Texas legends or like Southern legends, something, something cool to talk about for this Halloween. Um, so here we go. Our, uh, um, our first one is going to be El Chupacabra. Now I'm sure you know what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now this is a mythical creature supposedly mm-hmm. that has been known to drain the blood of farm animals and haunt the Southern United States, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and South America. Man, he really goes South, don't he? Oh Yeah. He has been referred to as the Bigfoot of Latino culture by CNN. The Chupacabra folklore has a resurgence in the 90s when farm animals began turning up dead with their blood drained. Now, descriptions of the creature vary, but it's commonly described as reptilian or dog-like creature with a row of spines on its back. Hmm. In 07, a woman gained global attention when she discovered a supposed carcass of a chupacabra in Cuero, two hours north of Corpus Christi. Now, Texas TSU conducted a DNA test of the animal, discovered the creature to be a hairless Texas coyote. Uh, so a coyote with mange. Um, but no, I mean, it's kind of cool, though. It's kind of a cool, the, I, you know, the goat sucker. You yeah. Know, it's, Oddly enough, do you remember there was an episode related to this of the X-Files? Yes. I'm, I'm not going to let it. I was a huge nerd. Never got into X-Files. Man, if someone ever said, you gave me three shows that if you had to watch for the rest of your life, X-Files would be on there because, you know, it went, what, 10 or 11 seasons, so you got plenty of content. Okay, yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe I'll take another look at it because... There were some really fun ones. Like, yeah, people would get annoyed because they're like, oh, well, it's all about the the government and shadow stuff. But they had a lot of fun episodes about, you like, mean a lot of the shadow it. stuff that now we're like, oh, what? That's real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff that, yeah, stuff that in March people were like, wow, you're crazy. Yeah. And now it's October and you're like, oh, damn, he was right. <laughs> yes, that stuff, folks. So our next legend. So we're going to do some legends and then we're actually going to get into some true stories of stuff that mm-hmm. happened in Texas. But for now, La Llorona. You saw the movie. I saw the movie. The I movie didn't was it. okay. You know, did it scare me? No, but no. Modern it's definitely movie ever does. a so f- kind of a funny anecdote. Okay, my wife's stepfather is Mexican, so she, you know, growing up in that household, 
we'd go eat and she, oh, can you pass me the tortillas? Or, and I'm like, okay, all right, Maria, you know. <laughs> and she claimed, you know, I'm a quarter step Mexican. I'm like, okay, who's El Cucuy or La Irona or, you know, any and of those. She didn't even She know. didn't know who they were. Uh, but this story, it's it's a darker legend. Mm-hmm. And but it's it's still kind of a you better behave or the boogeyman will get you type thing. It's she's known as the weeping woman. La Llorona is also often presented as like a banshee type apparition. Mm-hmm. Now the the legend is that um she killed her kids after she found out her husband was cheating on her. And now she wanders the world wailing and uh, searching ah! for them. So any kid, any kid she comes across that's out after dark or when they're supposed to be out, she will take with her back to the river and drown. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, but that's still better than going to Epstein Island, right? That's true. A drowning only takes a little while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Bukaki, whole different story. That's right. Um, so you saw the movie, you thought it was okay? It was all right. Okay. Um, I would put it like maybe one of the Ring sequels. Not the original, but Fair a enough. sequel. Okay. It was, you know, it was fine. Do I, 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 I think I saw it once, so I can't even say, oh, I remember every detail. But I was like, eh, you know, it was all right. If you liked Oculus, you could. See, I've heard good things about that. So Yeah, then. I I think Oculus was written better, but it had the same kind of f- a similar flow to me. So okay, yeah. The next one we have is a Lacusa. Are you familiar with now that? that one? I'm not. So this is totally Hispanic folklore. A Lacusa is a witch who sold her soul to the devil for magical powers, mm. or by some accounts, is a spirit of a woman who has been murdered. That's kind of a. Hillary pretty Clinton. wide. That's a pretty wide thing, though. Yeah, like what magical power? Either you get, got killed, or you sold your soul to the devil for magic. I mean, oh, uh, this is where that song "Black Magic Woman" came from, huh? Oh, there you go. All right, Santana. Now, when a Lacusa hunts at night, it says it's supposed to look like a harpy from Greek mythology with a bird human body and a woman's face. That sounds like a face for radio. But that yeah. also sounds like that would make a good movie. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Probably be a better movie than La Llorona. Hopefully, yeah. Now, speaking I, of... I would, uh, I, would, I would watch. Speaking of Mexican folk, folklore, El Cucuy. Oh. El yeah. Cucuy is the Spanish boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's so many, there's so much about I swear, like If you're not familiar, just go watch an old, old George Lopez special. He'll, oh, yeah. I'm sure he, he covered it many a time. Why you crying, Cabron? <laughs> El Cucuy going to get you. <laughs> um, but no, there's, there's, they also call him, so Cucuy, Coco, Coco, Camucho. But they say he's a small humanoid with glowing red eyes that hides in closets or under the bed. So he's your basic boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. He's really, but I think at least in in some of the Mexican households I knew of, El Cucuy was way more feared than just the regular boogeyman. Because he was Mexican boogerman. 
<laughs> that mean? I mean, I don't know if it was that. Is it but just it me or based off of these stories, to all of our lovely Mexican uh, listeners, y'all are superstitious as hell, man. What, what's up with that? I mean. But, hey, I guess if it got your kids to act right, then you, you, you know what? I would have done it, too. As long as they're being good. Yeah. Shoot. Scare them somehow. I'm about to start telling my kids about El Kikui. They're little <laughs> hellions. They'll never go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is a – in San Patricio, if you ever found yourself driving along Farm to Market Road 6660. Oh. Oh, <laughs> imagine that, 666. Well, well, well. The number of the beast. Uh, so there's a reason why – the. One of the most famous haunted areas in South Texas is along the country road in Old Patricio Courthouse where Chapita Rodriguez, the first woman to ever be hung in Texas, was sentenced for a crime she did not commit. Mm. Chapita was taken to a grove of trees along the Nueces River a few miles behind the courthouse. And... Um, Hang from the tallest oak tree. She was buried in a coffin along the banks of the river under the tree from which she was hanged. Dang. And Chapita's ghost reportedly glides on the riverbanks where her cries echo into the mesquite. They call that San Patricio County. It has County's to be mesquite to- wood. Man, I like smoking with mesquite. Come on, man. I, I don't need to be mesquite's smoking brisket. Mesquite's a little brisket. strong, though. Oh, but it comes out so good. But they call that San Patricio County's road to hell. That would, that would make sense. I would drive this just to say that I did it. And I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, apparently South Texas has its own headless horseman. I had no idea. So, you, of course, you've heard the headless horseman from Washington Irving's short story, The Legend right. of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, it was the, they even made a movie. It was uh, Johnny Depp. Right, so according to urban legend, a wealthy Kentuckian who had come to Texas for a land purchase in the early 1800s found the quaint town of San Patricio, oh, once Mm. again, San Patricio, to be his last stop. It's said that the wealthy man lost his gold to thieves and also his head. Mm. He reportedly roams the night along Headless Horseman Hill, which flows from Mathis to San Patricio. So that's two... In the same two legends town. in San Patricio County. Hmm. Now we're going to hit a little closer to home. Now, I will ask you this: Have you personally ever seen something that you just thought, "Okay, this is there's a ghost involved, and so something just ain't right"? So there were rumors when I was stationed in Germany mm-hmm. of a ghost that roamed, there were like tunnels underneath the barracks buildings and underneath the shopette. Apparently it was an old building that they had used during world war two. And there was, they said there was an old Colonel that would roam down there and they would leave him a glass of wine every night and come back and some of the wine would be gone. So, but you would think, ah, oh, some guy walked down or the rats drank it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's an explanation, but yeah. it was still kind of cool. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. I'll say one night, me, this girl I was dating, were in my car, and her best friend and 
her boyfriend were in there were in their truck. I want to say I think I was like nine, 18, 19, and I was hanging out somewhere between Clute and Freeport, and we drove to this creepy looking cemetery that had like a little pond next to it, and it was a you know this is at night. I don't think it was a full moon, but you know the moon was was absolutely out. Gorgeous, creepy, dreary picture, and I noticed when we pulled in closer to the cemetery that my lights turned themselves off and my radio died, that the engine still ran, but the lights and the radio died. And I was like, what the hell? This is weird. Oh, okay. Well, that ain't no good. Yeah. So just to be sure, we talked to the, to the, the pair in the other vehicle and they were like, dude, mine did that too. I didn't do that on purpose. I was like, huh? Having never been to this little quaint, dreary looking cemetery and i guess there was now why were y'all hanging out in the cemetery we were probably going to get laid in the cemetery and just hang out you know i mean i guess that's one place to do it yeah you know you're young you're dumb and we were oh yeah we were (laughs) rocking out needles to say but we still i still did it but i'll to this day i'll never forget and some many years later i happened to come across a like a big, big poster sized picture at, at an Ikea. And it reminded me of my middle picture of that cemetery at night. And I bought it. I ne- you know, I never hung it. I think I wound up giving it away whenever I moved out of my house. Cause like, I don't have it. I, I, I got no, no place for it now, but yeah, I keep I mean, telling myself. I basically what I'm it. hearing is you weren't afraid of no ghost. Hell no. <laughs> Even though the black guy would have died first, I'm going out banging. Now, a little closer to home, this happened in Pasadena. Mm. So they called him Candyman. Mm-hmm. And it's become sort of an urban legend, but to many parents and children, the story of a father who poisoned his own son's Halloween candy with cyanide is a reminder Damn. of an evil far scarier than ghost or goblins. Now, it's been 40 years since that Halloween night. This was 1974. People still talk about this guy. Wow. I've never, I've, I've never heard about it. And I, I so, lived in Pasadena. His name was Ronald O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He gave pixie sticks to five children, including two of his own. His eight-year-old son, Timothy, asked for one first. He said the boy responded after eight. Some of it that was very bitter and didn't taste right. An hour later, Timothy was dead. Mm. The pixie sticks were found to be filled with cyanide. None of the other children had eaten theirs, but one child tried uh he had gone home showed it to his mom she wouldn't let him have it that night and then parents across the country vowed to never celebrate halloween again wow o'brien said that he was shocked even gave an emotional eulogy at his son's funeral oh hell and then the home where O'Brien claimed to get the pixie sticks was shrouded in suspicions. Now, the police then learned O'Brien had just taken out life insurance policies for his children. Oh, and the plot thickens. They found an adding machine, which before we had like these fancy calculators, we used to have a thing that printed it all out on a roll of paper. Mm-hmm. You know? 
and it had all of his bills written out next to the numbers on an adding machine tape. It came out to almost the exact amount of what he stood to collect from his son's death. Now, O'Brien, he maintained his innocence, but a jury took less than an hour to convict him. (laughs) And an hour and five minutes to sentence him to death. Basically, this guy was in debt to who? I don't know. But he was was looking for a way out, and he decided, hey, I'm going to kill my kid and get the life insurance payout and get me out of debt. Now, this sorry son of a bitch was executed 10 years after his son's death in 1984. Mm. But, yeah, that's definitely a... Man, that's... Man, that's that's rough. But that's still not as bad as Andrea Yates. Which one was that? You know, remember she killed, like, either four or five of of, of her kids? Oh, yeah, in the bathtub, yeah. Yeah. So... There was also another ca- Candyman. Oh, little competition. So night. this guy, let's see, where was he at? Uh, says Houston, Texas, but I'm pretty sure it was like. Um, I thought they were in Pasadena, like old Pasadena, near like South Houston. Okay. But. He was known as the Candyman of the Pied Piper because he and his family had previously owned and operated a candy factory in Houston Heights. Mm. His name was Dean Arnold Coral. So this guy abducted, raped, and tortured and murdered at least 28 teenage boys Aww. and young men between 1970 and 1973. So in three years, 28 people. That's a pretty rough habit. But he was also aided by two teenaged accomplices. And there's actually a documentary about this. I'll see if I can find it. But they had this like murder board that they would tie these kids down to and torture them to death. Like it was pretty brutal. Damn. Yeah, it was really. And when you start digging in, you're like, man, all this stuff happened right here. I'll have to see. I don't know. I don't think there's a, I don't think it says here. There is a, um, there's a documentary about it. I'll have to find out what it's called. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a, they had like a sheet of plywood with some restraints on it and they would torture the hell out of them until they died. And it was, it was messed up. Ugh. Speaking of messed up where, you know, it's not Pasadena, but Seabrook. That's close enough. The Seabrook murder mansion. Oh, what a famous place. So this place, William Bill List, a millionaire, this was 34,000 square feet. That's a big-ass house. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a school. And it's not so much that it was just a house. Instead of using wood for the framing, the home was framed with 175 tons of steel. And steel burglar bars trimmed the exterior walls. Now, nice. nothing about this home seemed inviting. And what was going on on the inside was way worse. <laughs> So this dude was a convicted sex offender. Now, I don't think they had, like, the list back then. But this dude would pick up young men on Montrose and say, hey, you can come stay at my house. I got a mansion. In exchange for sexual favors. Creeper, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
So these guys disadvantaged young men who had been living. They they turned on their quick-tempered sugar daddy. Mm. These guys destroyed everything. From the china to the chandeliers, potted plants. This guy had a 20,000 square foot atrium in his house. Damn. <clears throat> Apparently one of the kids named Smiley who was 19 at the time, wrote on the wall, Bill List is a very sick man. He's going to die. And then Smiley posted up on the catwalk with a shotgun and shot List in the head as he began to walk up a steel spiral staircase. Now, I remember hearing about this place. They demolished it in the 90s. Yeah, I heard. And they split it up into, like, different tracks tracks of land. Yeah. Yeah. But I've definitely heard about that place, and apparently he was just doing some awful, awful stuff to these guys, preying on them, bringing them home, and then like, I don't know if it was torture. It's definitely abuse oh, of yeah. some kind. I mean, if they're going to turn on him enough to kill him. Wow. I want to say somebody made a documentary about that. So I, I somebody commented on the... Um, on the post about this and said that his, I don't remember if it was cousin or somebody that they made a movie about it. I don't know if it was a documentary, but it was, it was like the house on Toddville road or something like that. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm going to have to check it out. Hopefully watch it. You know, cause I, we'll see if we can find it. Yeah, but, I'm always game for a scary movie. The girlfriend, so, not so much. The next one takes us a little further out, and it is the Saratoga Lights. Okay. Legend of Bragg Road. So this one has a few different explanations. Um, It's kind of out. Where is it at? I want to say it's between like Beaumont and uh, like around that area. Okay. All right. But the Santa Fe Railroad cut a line through the dense thicket between Saratoga and Bragg. These tracks were needed for hauling oil from the Saratoga oil fields. And one trip per day to Beaumont and back seemed to be enough to progress this wilderness into civilization. (coughs) Excuse me. But, so what they're saying is with these tracks, they kept seeing strange lights on them. Apparently it was a track man. Well, they're saying it was swamp gas. It's always swamp <laughs> gas, right? Yeah, thank you, men in black. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, apparently there was a track man that was killed, decapitated or something by the train, and they were saying he was wandering with his lantern looking for his head, which kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know about swamp gas. I don't but did he ever find it? <coughs> I mean, it's just one man looking for some head. Let's I mean, go to let's go to Saratoga. <laughs> yeah, bring the, bring our uh, ladies to. Is there a campsite out there? Ooh, that'd be fun. We've been talking about the camp. Do yeah, a ha- right. haunted camp out. I like that. Ooh. So there was another one. This one's in Austin. And just the name, the Servant Girl Annihilator. 
<laughs> that sounds like a band name, actually. Apparently, this dude was an axe murderer in Austin. And he, let's see, killed eight women. And it was almost like a copycat uh, Jack the Ripper type thing. Mm. Oh, at least we know his inspiration. Yeah. Which I want to say, officially, you know, they never figured out who it was. But a year or two ago, scientists used DNA evidence to make a prediction as to who they think it actually was. Oh, yeah? And it was somebody that, I haven't looked at the story since then, but... I want to say it was somebody that they kind of glanced over because they're like, ah, I wouldn't think it'd be him. But um, it's still inconclusive. I still like that old, uh, there was a movie. I forget who was in it. And it ended up being one of the prince's like royal surgeons or royal doctors because like the prince had syphilis or chlamydia or somebody was passing that shit around and they didn't want anybody to know. Ouch, that burns. Oh, indeed it does. Um, that's all the stories we have. If y'all have any more, let us know. I'm also going to get a recording with my grandfather because my great-grandfather was a night watchman for a while out at the San Jacinto Monument. Oh, cool. And he actually had stories of hearing Mexican and Texas soldiers wandering the battlefield. He was not exactly the man to just make up stories. Right. He was not that kind of guy. So hopefully I can get some of those on tape. Yeah. Now I'll say. And I'll add those uh, on to the end of the episode. We went to San Antonio. Oh, that was like three or four weeks ago. And we wound up doing a uh, ghost tour around the Alamo. And it was really neat to hear the stories of, you know, crazy stuff that's actually that's you know crazy true things that that have happened and if anyone's uh ever hung out in san antonio downtown by the alamo there was a uh hospital that wound up being converted into a hotel it's called the emily morgan hotel if i recall it's a hilton hotel and apparently it ranks like top three in the most haunted places in America or something like that. So if you ever happen to be out there, you know, visit the place. It's a gorgeous, it's a funky, gorgeous building. And you could tell that it was a hospital because there's like hospital kind of old timey, like goblins on the building. Oh, nice. Oh like yeah. Gargoyles. Yeah. Or? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, here in Galveston, we have the hotel Galvez, but it's supposedly only one room. Right, and in this place, it's supposed to be the whole place, but they say, especially if you go to the top where the surgeon rooms were, there's this smell that comes in, and they they can't get, like, apparently they've invested tens of thousands of dollars in, like, ionic equipment, new carpets, all kinds of stuff, and you can always hear gurneys going down the hallway at night. There's also something by the Alamo about a piano player. And I don't yes, remember exactly where they it is. They did talk about a piano player. I don't remember what that story was. I think it was at the, if I recall, I think it was at what is now a pretty famous gay club, like a couple blocks away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
So since we're in the, we're at almost 30 minutes for our Halloween special, and I'm going to add on that stuff with my grandfather when I get a chance to record mm-hmm. that, but what's your favorite scary movies? I'm a con, I'm a big Conjuring fan. Now, I'll say this. I grew up with not watching a lot of kid TV, but I watched it like way too much MTV, way too much HBO. Okay. And I remember I'd be seven years old at my grandma's house. I mean, at my aunt's house. And I'd be watching like like Freddie movies, the original unedited version of RoboCop and all its, you know, crazy oh, wow. good glory. Yeah. So I, I was exposed to gore and violence at a young age. And I didn't, you know, so I crave scary movies and I don't get to watch it that much unless I'm by myself. Yeah. But I really... I'll say this, but when, when I was a kid, I was probably nine or ten or so. Me and my sister were home alone, and Hellraiser came on TV. And now, mind you, I think this was probably like with commercials. I don't remember, but we were still so scared. We were hiding <laughs> in the closet when my folks came home. They were like, "What the hell are you doing in there?" Uh, we. I mean, Hellraiser. Nothing. Hellraiser was kind of a different breed. Yeah, that was of some creepy film. shit. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a lot different than what we had been used to. Oh yeah. Now, I love. Yeah, I love the whole the entire Conjuring series. That that whole world. I, I have I'm not th- gonna I lie. I don't watch those. They're good. Uh, Just because I know it falls like Bill and Elaine Warren. Yeah, like it, it falls on stuff inspired by true <laughs> events. And I really enjoyed the Insidious series as well. I saw part one, and that was super creepy because yeah, part little, two little is kids good. and part two yeah. is good. Yeah, it's whew, it's wild. You know, one of my favorite Halloween movies, and it's kind of corny, mm-hmm. but uh, Trick or Treat. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember. And it's it. like three or four short stories yeah. that kind of join up at the end. You got the little uh, Sam Hain character. With yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. My son's actually going to Sam Hain this year for Halloween. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's kind of a guilty pleasure. And so the newer, what's your view on the newer Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloweens? Loved it, and I'm gonna ex- and I'll say why. When you do a, you know, classic of the era, it's, a, you know, it's a slasher movie. Yeah. But, but coming from a more modern perspective, and I know it was, you know, half the people loved it, half the, half the people hated it. I really enjoyed seeing Rob Zombie's progression of filmmaking. You know, his first was House of a Thousand Corpses. And Wrong. you could, well, his first major one. Wrong. Which one is it? Lords of Salem. Oh, I forget. I forget about that one. Which okay. was which was pretty creepy, and it's not like yeah, it wasn't a bad. Yeah, film. I forget about that one. So you could tell in his early days, his movies were kind of like a long ass music video. Yeah, you, you know they add like like a lot of stuff in there, which they didn't they didn't really need to. Well, there was some stuff like House of a Thousand Corpses with the whole Doctor Satan. I was like, once you got to like the underground layer, I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah. But he, but his his version of Halloween, both of them, was cool because it kind of puts you like inside Michael's head. Like what what caused it? You so know? I liked that, and I liked the fact that it just modernized. So me and my wife, she had never seen mm. 
the first Halloween or the first Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. Well, she was born on a Friday the 13th. Her nice. brother's name is Jason. So she was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me. So we sat down and watched them. We watched Halloween first. We got done. She was like, well, that was stupid. I said, it was made in 78. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I haven't shown her the Rob Zombie Halloween yet. Do it. Which I think holds up for modern times, which is why I liked it. Yeah. But then I showed her the original Friday the 13th. She's like, it's cheesy. Well, there was that, but it was also, where's Jason? And Where's Jason? Mm-hmm. And in the first one, it was his mom. Right. But the second one, and it's funny because. But as, I told her, I was like, I can't show you the second one. I think she's the first one. Right. Like, yeah. I get that it's kind of a disappointment because there's no, you know, supernatural entity. It's just a pissed off mom. Right. But her death is what awakens him. Yeah, you have to go from A to B. You can't start on at B. But, but it's, there are also it, some it's so movies cool to see him progress from getting. Like, oh yeah, because you know in the second one he was like an average sized guy. You know he may have been like a little tall. Yeah, yeah. He, the guy who who played him was probably like six six foot six one. Whenever uh, what was it Zane Heater or something that who was doing it by like the fourth and fifth, and he did it for like a bunch of movies. Yeah. That dude was great. How I forget how tall he actually is. Dude's like six eight. Yeah, about this he's athlete. big. Yeah, and whoever I, I, I'm <laughs> drawing a blank on who played um, Michael Myers in the Hall- the Rob Zombie Halloween, but that dude was a beast too. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that wasn't Kane Hodder, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. He played a lot of Jasons. That's who yeah. I was thinking yes. of. Kane Hodder. Yes, it was. Now, now that I amazing, think about it. amazing, especially. When you think of the acting that has to go into that, where you don't say any words, but you have to move in a certain way, because that you know that's your that's your entire character, and yeah, of course, seeing Sherry Moon all you know scantily clad and all you know, creepy she, and evil. You know, she just turned fifty. Still looks amazing. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but keep keep on trucking, girlfriend. Um you know, one of the things I really did enjoy about those Rob Zombie ones was how he he puts his friends in these movies, but they all do like a fun job. Like I, I can't I can't think of what the black guy's name is, but it, remember in the beginning of the second one, he was a tr- I'm sorry, the first one he was a trucker because he because that's how he got the clothes, and he's just sitting there doing his business in the can, and they you know he's like. I'm going to kick your ass, you know, and then they get yeah. into it. You're just like, it's cool how people still get like a little bit of a monologue scene to kind of give them some, to breathe life into a character that I was honestly surprised. So now that we're talking about kind of more traditional horror that's mm-hmm. been made modern, mm-hmm. the newer Chainsaw Massacre. That, that movie's been, been redone multiple times. The newest one. Was the it? last one I remember was had the dude from Supernatural in it, the tall, the taller one, the one that, that that the girls always thought was cute. Really? Yeah, and I, I couldn't tell you what year it was because that was a while ago. It may have been, but that felt like a zombie film, mm-hmm. yeah, like a Rob yeah. Zombie film. Speaking of zombie films, mm. what's your favorite zombie film? Okay, obviously, and you can't say Shaun of the Dead. No. I don't even count. Although that. I loved, Shaun it's of the it, Dead. yeah. I want to say it came. That was on t- like 
stars or something like maybe two months ago and the girlfriend was like taking a bath she got out of the bath i'm just sitting there kind of half-ass watching it and she's like what the hell is this and she actually just stood there and watched the rest of the movie i was like wow well yeah because it's funny it's not it's not a scary movie well, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's meant to be funny so i would say look you can't go wrong with, with the original in black and white but the night of the living it Dead. it doesn't really hold up though Actually, because I used to watch a lot of Walking Dead, it's still for me. It still held up because some of the attitudes of people that part held up. Okay. Now, obviously, the makeup didn't. But well, yeah. So you've seen the the well, it was either eighty nine or ninety, like the direct color remake. Yeah, with uh, Tony Todd, it was awesome. Well, don't forget the Return of the Walking Dead, where they had them in the military barrels. Yes, that was, I was going to say, yeah. that's my favorite one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was funny. As far as zombie movies, there was something that struck a chord with me with 28 Days Later. That one was, those were different, and I liked them. But they were fast. Yeah. And yeah. it was not true zombies, really, I guess. They it were was, like altered. It was a rage virus. Yeah, yeah. Which that, to me, is more realistic as to what could possibly happen. And I think that's what kind of why it struck a chord with me just because it was like, well, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a super, super one? rabies. Like, I mean, no, it's, like, <laughs> it's rabies on crack. Now I did love zombie land. Zombie yeah. land two. I never, sucked. I never saw the second one. Part two was horrible. Part one. I, great. Absolutely. It was, Cause it was original. It was different. And it had Bill effing Murray in it for a short time. I know, but <laughs> His short time was really funny. Yeah. Um, I would say, what's that other one? Um, uh, World War Z was fascinating. The only thing I didn't like about that is, oh, I'm going to give myself the flu, and then they're not going to want to eat me. Right. Hey, he figured it out. So these guys are dead, but the fact that you have the flu, they're not going to eat you? Come on. Yeah, I was like, I mean, is, is that all it takes? But, hey. To say I'm not a huge Brad Pitt fan, it, it was a it was a pretty good movie. The book was good. Um, who would have known that of all the of, of all the subjects that a famous comedic producer's uh, offspring would make would would be that they're completely into zombie lore. Now I will say, and this was a independently done movie, okay, by a group of veterans. Who I don't know if you know who Matt Best is or JT Taylor. JT Taylor. A lot of the guys from Article 15 clothing. Mm -hmm. A lot of them work with like Grunt Style and Black Rifle Coffee now. Yeah. They made a movie called Range 15. I have it on DVD. And it is. I've never heard of it. My wife watched it with me the first time. And she was like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. I said, yeah, but it resonates so much with the veteran population. Okay. And I would be interested to see, like, you should come over and watch it some night oh, yeah. after the kids go to bed because it's definitely not suitable for children. <laughs> That's but, totally, I prefer uh, it. Come over and watch it. Like, I, it resonates so much with the vet population that I, I wonder if just a normal guy mm-hmm. would find it as funny as – the rest of us count me in. Hell yeah. I'm all, I'm all about a good scary movie. Um, 
they don't seem to make as many zombie movies. Not big budget. I think zombies kind of been outdone. Yeah, you might be right. Now, did you see like, Krampus? Did I see Krampus? I enjoyed it. I don't think I I've I don't think I've ever seen it. I it, remember it was, it. it was Christmas and it was cheesy, but it was horror. Like it, I remember it, but I don't think I've ever seen it, which okay. sucks because now I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to like sit there and, and think about it. I can't imagine. I mean, we, we also can't forget it. like the traditional, um, like the Exorcist and all that. You know, that's that's this. Well, I was thinking that's... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Wrap people up in cotton candy cocoons. Which reminds me, I've never seen the Toxic Avenger in its entirety, and I keep and I I, I need to. Ooh, trauma films. They I made a bunch to. of those too. I need to. I remember because I have this huge list of movies. I'm like, okay, at some point in my life, I'm going to sit down and just watch these damn movies. And that movie happened to be on one day. Some of them are getting hard like, to find. Oh, because like I looked online to try to find the Rob Zombie Halloweens to watch with the wife. Good luck. Really? You got to order them on DVD. <sighs> I would hope that like Amazon Prime has it or something. Nope. Wow. And I'm guessing that has to do with some kind of contractual, like they Licensing they don't want to give them enough money or whatever. But also to hear some of Rob Zombie's interviews, I think maybe he's just. Kind of like damn the man, save the empire. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Man. Yeah, she needs to watch those. Oh, definitely. We're going to have to have a... I enjoy horror movies. Um, She, you know, she does to an extent. I, you, you, I, I dated this girl. He dated for like three or four years. And she had her movies, I had my movies, and horror movies were the only thing, the only kind of movie we could split down the middle on. Okay. So when something scary came out, I'd call up my brother, I'd call up my sisters, I'd be like, hey, let's go Let's go to the movies. Come on, man. Conjuring's out. Hell yeah. All right. It's funny because it's probably the most likely time I ever catch any of my siblings not and that doesn't involve like a family function, so I I need these the theaters to come back and make good stuff again so I could actually go because I haven't heard a yeah, lot. We'll I haven't see. heard about a lot of good things coming through lately. We'll see, man, I don't I don't know the future of movie theaters in general. Yeah, it's kind of up in the air right now. And don't you kind of I see it in both sides of the spectrum. It sucks because from a capitalism point of view. These people and these buildings are going to be like ancient unless somebody wants to go have a party, which we plan to do at, at a movie theater and rent out the whole thing for you and all your friends. Thanks, AMC. Uh, that's cool, but the rest of the time, you, you can just be at home. So that money transfers from these big overdone theaters with, you know, $12 for a bucket of damn popcorn to maybe people are going to start building movie theaters in their own home. Well, but people are also, so they're making more money because a lot of movies that don't make that much on the initial theatrical release, they make it on the back end, the DVDs or the, you know, and they're seeing that on demand, 
Now, granted, you know, if you, I haven't watched it yet, but like the new Bill and Ted. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've, I've heard it's good. It's, but 20, I haven't seen it's it. 20 bucks. But when you really think about it, you're going to pay way more than 20 bucks to go see it in the theaters when you count in snacks and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So I would pay 20 bucks to see that in my home. I don't have to put on pants. Well, I mean, there's that. But I get a bag of popcorn where I bought a 10-pack for $3. Yeah. I make my popcorn. I got my drinks. I got, you know. And the beer is way cheaper at home than oh, at the movie theater. Is. So I think we may be. But I, I miss old-fashioned horror films. We don't really have too many. No. And my girlfriend, bless her heart, she hates. She is not in the horror. She gets, she'd be up all night. Um, and. She says, well, you know, I could sit there and watch it, but it's that supernatural stuff with, like, demons and, and churches and all kinds of that's She just she draws a, a very hard line. That's the good stuff. I know. that That's the stuff that actually gets you. You're like, man, that could be. That might actually freaking happen. Now, my question, what's your favorite movie snack at the theater? Ooh. Uh so normally I would go, oh, man. Mm. And I'm going to make this a two-parter question. Now so that there, the theaters are kind of dead. I have two. Okay. Tell me what your replacement would be to do it at home. I take I take popcorn, mm-hmm. and I take M&Ms, and I pour them in the popcorn. You have sweet and salty. Mm, gotcha. Or uh, if I'm at home... I'll take a bag of popcorn, put a little bit of Tony's in there and shake it up. Oh, now we're talking. Some, yeah, like a little spicy Creole popcorn. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. I bet that'd be good with Old Bay. I mean, Old Bay is pretty much Tony's. Actually, right. Similar ingredients, different percentages because there's less salt. I think there's a little more salt in Tony's. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I I know. this out is supposed to be the best, but Old Bay to me is a superior seasoning because it's more seasoning, less salt. That's my, fair. My thing, I love, I love big soft pretzels, probably because I like big soft, you know, asses. But I always get big soft pretzels when I go to Sam's with the jalapeno yeah. cheese, and oh, I don't do the mustard; I do the cheese. There is big back when I used to travel for work all the time. Every time I would fly home from Philly, I would buy like a dozen individually wrapped soft pretzels in the freaking airport, and they would knock your ass out. They were so good. <laughs> that lady would be like, you want how many? <sighs> yeah, bitch, just give me like 13 of them. Screw it. Maybe 14. <laughs> just, you know, I'm about to carve a- myself into a <laughs> coma. <laughs> and I'd have to put them in the freezer because they, you know, they would mold because you know, they were fresh. They don't have preservatives in it. And the beauty of it, if I see fit now, I have learned I can order a caterer amount if I want, you know, as many as I want right. from the company, and they'll ship it here. So I can oh, have, nice. yeah, because I was like, man, I really freaking missed that. I will also say, folks, if you're traveling, if you ever fly home or have like a layover in Chicago, Garrett's popcorn is freaking incredible. Okay. I would have never, you know, I'm not a, I like popcorn, but I'm not like, like I, I, I could live 
without it. And a friend of mine who's from there this one day was like, dude, I'm sick. I need something from home to like a pick me up. I got you. So I got something for her. I got something for my kids. She was like, oh, my God, you totally made my day. All right, cool. No, go take your, your uh, sick ass home. And then I get home, and, I, and I, I, I saw my kids that next day. And they killed that pop. I was like, is it really that good? <laughs> so, you know, I took a couple. Now, you is know, the Garrett's the one that has, like, a candy coating? That's some of it. They, okay. They have, like, four or five different Because I've flavors. seen the ones where it's, like, blue or purple or, you know. No, 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 no not that. Well, they might do that for the holidays or something. Okay. But, um, I mixed the butter and the cheddar, and bro, that's that's some good shit right there. So as far as movie snacks, it's hard to find. My wife goes to the. I know this. We're in our Halloween episode, and I'm bringing up Christmas, and I feel a little bad about it. <laughs> but she goes to the nut, Nutcracker Market every uh, year. Uh-huh. Didn't they cancel that this year? Or I it? believe so. But yeah. she gets this stuff called Jingle Pop. Jingle. And I'm telling you, I don't know that I've ever had anything better in my mouth. <laughs> so imagine this. Okay. Imagine a sheet of popcorn and mm-hmm. good popcorn, like kettle corn. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drizzle milk chocolate over it. Then drizzle white chocolate over it. Then sprinkle some English toffee over it. Damn. And then dot it with M&M's. I bet the girlfriend and her kids would be, probably my kids too, they'd be all over it. I will see. I know she has, she's been on the show before, guys. You've heard her, Misty. Uh, I'll see if she's still got the link because you can order it, but it's expensive. It's like 15 bucks a bag. But it's worth it, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's so worth it. (laughs) It is so, and I could just imagine. snack? Um, at, at, At the rodeo. They had oh, this there's popcorn. so many good foods. They had this. Yeah. It was like popcorn with Cheetos in it. No, 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 no. You lost me. No, I, I would, I was like, this is, this is stupid. But we bought some, and that it was a hit. I was shocked. I was like, I don't even eat Cheetos, and it's the, it was the crunchy ones at that. I was like, it can't. No, no, it was, it was pretty damn good. How do we always? How do we always gravitate? Like no matter what subject we're in, we always gravitate to food. Because, because if she ain't two eighty, she ain't a lady. That's that- right. That's right. <laughs> that's how I live my life. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, man, I love food. We look. You have to eat to survive. So if you're going to eat to survive, you might as well eat something that tastes good and is fun. That's true. Like I forgot to. Ha- I was at work earlier, so I didn't get to bring you the queso. Oh, the the smoke queso that I yeah. was like, hey, man. But I still got some. I still got All some right. for you. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and I will even have the missus spruce it up for you to make sure it's nice and creamy again. Because, you know, it's, oh. it's been in the fridge for a couple of days. I will say, the last time I checked, those ribs were gone. So I'm not even worried about the ribs as long as I get some queso. Now, is there meat in the queso? Yes. Chorizo. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard yet. My pellet grill died. What? So whenever I bought it, I told the wife I wanted to get a Traeger, right? Yeah. Because oh. I, I knew how good the customer service was. For tra- right. We have gone so far off the Halloween episode, but <laughs> whatever. Y'all ride You're or die. You're in for the ride. We love y'all, by the way. Ride or die, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, 
No, I told the wife when I bought one, I was like, I really want to get a Traeger because their customer service is top notch. Mm -hmm. Well, instead, I bought an Academy Outdoor Gourmet Extra Large Pellet Grill. Mm -hmm. Well, my igniter went out. Mm. And I was like, okay, no big deal. I'll go into the store and this this is the Academy brand. I walk into the store. The guy's like, yeah, we don't sell that. I said, okay, well, oh, you, can f- you can find it on the Academy website. Well, guess what? No, the fuck you can't. Oh, shit. So now I got to find whatever fucking, he said the Academy care line. Now I have to figure out what line? that is. And I got to call them and be like, hey, you sold me a grill. It's literally been, it came up with my Facebook memories today. It's been a year. <laughs> I've had a grill for a year. That was the warranty. Bam. And now, boom. Can you, like, manually do it with, with like, a... Nope. Oh. Oh, wow. Because that's the thing. The igniter plug keeps it heated so the wood stays burning. Oh, And then the little auger feeds it in and, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's screwed. And... And I feel like I'm like, you know, I paid probably four hundred, four or five hundred for this. And I was like, for eight hundred, I could have got a Traeger. And they'd have been like, Oh, here you go. Next day air. Well, I know for a fact I've had guys that have called Traeger and be like, Hey, this went out. And the guys told me, you know what, we're gonna send you a whole new control panel, no charge. Like their customer service, them and Green Mountain Grills, which okay. is Houston based. Yeah. Customer service off the charts. That, that's, I told myself when I got my master built, no fancy pellet for my birthday this year. I was like, okay, this is going to be like my, my first starter grill uh, smoker. I'm going to learn all about it. And then I'm going to get to where I'll, I'll be geared up for like a, to try the pellet style. Cause everyone I know who's got a pellet loves it. And so speaking of birthdays. I kind of hijacked that. Sorry, it's not oh, a birthday. No, no, no. So my wife, I just bought her a new AR-15, right? And that All was right. that covered our anniversary and Christmas. That's her Did Christmas. Did you get the, is done. the the zombie rounds? No, <laughs> <laughs> they're so cool. But she told me she was like, "What do you want?" And of course, I'm like, "Well, I, I could find a rifle." Mm. So, listeners, let's do a poll. Should I get a rifle? Or build a home gym. And anybody who's had a gym, my gym shut down mm-hmm. permanently. And I've put on some quarantine weight. It happens to us all. I mean, not me, but it happens to us all. But what would y'all do? <laughs> would you build a home gym or would you buy a new rifle? Let us know. I'm going to vote for the gym. But the problem is... We're, we're, we're looking at supply and demand. So the problem is, where are you going to get the plates from? Well, the plates are going to be overpriced if you buy it from yeah. anybody but a store. But if you, some places, honestly, some places have them. Rogue has them. You just got to wait six to eight weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, but the prices are fair. They're, I, I don't think that they've gouged people. No, not like those guys on eBay. And oh, screw those ass. Oh, God. Those Facebook Marketplace. Are, I've even thought about, I was like, you know, if I could just get an elliptical or that hit machine yeah. that we were talking about earlier and some kettlebells, mm-hmm. probably be good to go. But 
hell, some kettlebells, like a, a few of the hex style dumbbells. You, you yeah. do those uh, push ups that they come up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for 45. If anyone's selling some 45s, I, I need some. I would prefer bumper, but they don't have to be. So, yeah, because I hadn't, was, I quasi inherited the girlfriend's ex husband's. Uh, not so great, uh, cap style, you know, yeah, barbell stuff. And there's no 45s. And I was like, what the hell kind of pussy did she marry? To not have a single 45. But on that note, we have gone completely off the rails. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. Um, I will add the audio, hopefully with me and my grandfather talking about my great grandfather hearing the ghosts of the Republic. Yeah, on the San Jacinto battlefield after this, but guys, you know you you know we love you. You know we're here for you. Reach out if you need to. Barbarically candid. Love you guys. Be good to each other. Good night. <laughs>